0: guys good morning good afternoon good evening uh wherever you are in your respective places thank you so much for listening tuning in commenting sharing it means so much to me this is a platform that i use to um encourage people to advocate for causes that i am behind and to also promote myself i really love doing this and i thank you guys for the support now um there's something new that I'm trying because normally, and if you know me, I'm such like a planner, okay? So before I do these episodes, I do all this research and I have my notes and I'm just like uber prepared to do this podcast. Um, starting with my last episode, Triggers, speaking on having anxiety and sometimes there are triggers that happen and we cannot control them. So speaking on some ways that maybe we can try to, um, once this trigger happens, how we can kind of get a hold of it and control ourselves and continue out the day. Because sometimes having anxiety can, um, it'll kind of um, interrupt your day, so to speak. So I'm trying this new thing where I'm just kind of freestyling the episodes, Um so, I may not have a title for this one just yet. Maybe once I end it, if I publish it, then you will see the title. I am feeling a lot of different emotions. Um, so, I want to stay on a topic. I don't want to go all over the board with all of my emotions, guys. That's definitely not what I want to do. But, um, I just feel like I had some things to get off of my chest. And to try to make sense of them. So once again, this is Portia Sherelle. That's P-O-R-T-I-A Sherelle. C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E. I am a personal development advisor. You can locate me on Facebook or IGXO, author of your dreams. And again, as I always state, I'm just trying to be your next favorite. So again, thank you for the love. Um... (sighs) Okay, I think I want to start by speaking on um, vulnerability. There have been a lot of things going on in the news lately. Um, there was a huge thing with Ayesha Curry, if you guys don't know, that is the wife of NBA All-Star champ Stephen Curry, number 30, for Golden State, the Warriors. And um, she made a statement, and in that statement... A lot of people criticized her, but in that statement, she was just being honest and vulnerable because she was on a platform where she was able to do so, not realizing that it would cause this huge misunderstanding. Um, so I think a lot of times it's hard for women and for women of color to be vulnerable because everyone wants us to just be so strong and take whatever life throws at us without having any actual feelings or emotions we aren't allowed to just sit with our feelings of insecurity of being scared of being weak of being vulnerable of not being the strongest person all the time there have also been stories about children and mothers and um the untimely death of these babies at the hand of either their mother Or the mother's um, boyfriend or the father. And I think this kind of, um, it doesn't seem like it, but in my brain it does. It goes hand in hand because if a woman can be vulnerable to someone and have someone reciprocate that vulnerability and try to actually understand her instead of criticizing her, she may get further and she may um, be more open to help if needed. And she may just be open to sitting with those feelings, acknowledging them, and then releasing them. Like, okay, you know what? I am overworked today. I'm underpaid. I have a child or children that are screaming and they need my total attention. I'm not feeling loved. I don't know how to love. But the world still wants me to smile and I have to get everything right and despite what's going on um you know i do feel like we have to get it right but i do feel like there is room for failure and in that failure you can also find your fight you can find your your reason to keep going your why in whatever you do in your aspect whether it's educational whether it is your job whether it is as a parent you have to know your why why are you doing this And a lot of times with women, our why, if we are a parent, is our children. But I think what we should do is make the why about something bigger than your child. Okay? So I love my daughter. Um, As you know, I have a three-year-old. She literally came in and she changed my life. I'm sure most of you guys that are parents can understand and relate. Um, I went to a writer's workshop and a lot of the women, as they introduced themselves, they didn't say, hi, my name is this. I'm working on this. I have this going on. They stated, hi, I'm Sarah and I'm a mom. And that's great because I understand like for many, mother is the most important title that I wear. Okay, it means so much to me. I have made a lot of sacrifices just because I am a mom. But in business and just in life itself, women especially, or if there are any single fathers that are doing this on their own, not with their wife. um, Find a way to define yourself outside of being a mother. Because we can get trapped in just being a mother. And this child is the priority, of course. But you, as the mother or the father, you have to make yourself a priority as well. So we make so many sacrifices for our children. Are we making any sacrifices for ourselves? Do we love ourselves enough to go after that position? Start that business. Complete that degree. Go to therapy. Do we love ourselves enough to just be ourselves? Not a mom, you know, not that role, but just to be a woman first. One of the things that helped me to heal or begin to heal the relationship with my mother, I had to take the mom hat off of her. I had to be able to say, No matter what my expectations are of this woman and how I feel she should handle certain things and how I feel as if she did not handle certain things properly, she's a woman. She is going to make mistakes. She is trying to heal from things that she's been through and she's human. She's a woman. So I just want you guys to take a few moments, a few days, a few hours and really see who you are what you are trying to do, and why you are trying to do it outside of being a mother. Because even though that is, again, one of my greatest titles, you are more than just someone's mother. You still have a purpose. There's still a life for you to live out here. It's going to take that balance, but I promise you, if we begin to be Okay, you may can't be vulnerable with your mom. You may can't be vulnerable with your sister. But there is someone that you can connect to and reach out to, whether they're professional or whether they are an associate, and you can be honest with them and like, you know what, girl? I'm writing this book, and I should have been finished with this chapter by now. But you know what? There are life things that keep popping up, and it seems like it's delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. You have any advice for me? You have any encouragement for me? You know, let's just be honest with people because life is not easy, okay? Um, I think the second thing, and this is kind of random, I'm sorry, but I want to say (laughs) protect your children. Know your children. Listen to your children. Know when something is off. Know that if when they go around this person, they change or they get quiet or they cry know your children okay sometimes your children have a better intuition than you i know that's hard for us to accept a lot of times in our culture we are raised to where children have no voice but they do and it's important we still have to be the parents we still have to be strict we still have to set rules but i feel like as a culture we need to open up this communication more with our children we need to have it to where just because a child is voicing their opinion it does not mean they are being combative and starting an argument or being disruptive sometimes because they are human they just have an opinion and if you were raised like me Oh, no, kids do not have an opinion. But that is one of the cycles that I'm breaking with raising my daughter. She does have an opinion. She does have feelings. And I want to honor those. Um, Not just, you know, letting her have her way or just, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. But I always want her to feel comfortable With being able to voice things with her mom. There's something else I want to discuss. And um, this is probably going to be a different episode, a different topic. But, you know, I'm not sure of the status of all of my listeners. I'm sure... It varies and I'm sure it could change, but what I want to say is we are raising another generation. Some things that worked a decade or two or three ago will not work now. These children are smart, They are exposed to a lot more than we were. They have access to a lot more than we had access to. It's going to take conscious choices and decisions to make sure you are absolutely trying to raise the best human that you can. Let them know you love them. If you are able or if you're in a toxic environment and you're able to get out of that environment please do so um this is kind of personal and um my father was always in and out of my life and then I remember I believe I was 12 years old and that was like my last time maybe seeing him or being in the presence of my um paternal grandparents so it's been quite a while over 15 years Um, I said that because in his absence, I have a few uncles and they took the role of the father figure. Now my mom, she would date other people. She, um, she was married one other time and, um, you know, me and my middle sister, we just never connected with... Any of the guys. Okay. We were scared. We didn't feel safe. We didn't feel comfortable in those types of relationships, you know? And, um, I want to say that our uncles played a major role in our lives. And then, and we were raised to honor them and look up to them so much. And then as we became teenagers and young adults And we begin to make, you know, some mistakes that people make. That's when you can tell that they were not our fathers. You see what I'm saying? So even though they were raised as our father figures, it's very important, ladies. If your children do have father figures in their life, you need to define their role in your child's life. Clearly. Clearly set boundaries. Clearly set expectations. So that way, when certain things happen, instead of your child hurting, they will they will maybe understand a little bit more. You know, as these guys begin to get older, they had their own families and things, and that became their first priority. And it left us a lot of times just feeling lost. Like, okay, now what do I do? No dad, no father figure. Just out here in the world growing up and, <laughs> you know, going through things and really wanting that, that presence there of that father or that dad or of, a, or of a guy who really cared. Who cared without any restrictions and who cared without any obligations. Not because he had to, but because he wanted to. So that was a big presence that was missing um, in our life. So, I definitely think I'll look into that more on a different topic. Um, But I also want to say your environment is vital for cultivating and raising um, these little humans. You know, um, I would always look at my uncles as examples and I would say, well, they had a mom that worked. They had a dad that worked. Um, they were in church. She kept them in sports. So what per se would make a person with all of these things stacking up for them in their favor? What would make them go down a different route? You know, and it was the environment. It's our environment that we are in that is breeding, um, you know, different things. Violence, drug dealers, prostitution, um, different things like that. So the environment is very important. And if you're in a place now where you can't change your environment and you don't have control over it, love your children. Love them. Don't smother them. Just love them. A lot of kids do not hear, I love you. They don't wake up two good mornings and they don't go to bed two good nights. They don't hear you're beautiful. They don't hear you can do anything you want to do. I don't care where we are. You can do whatever you want to do. And I'm behind you to make sure you do whatever you want to do. They don't hear that. And because those dreams are not watered, sometimes they die. My goal, my why, My reason is to let someone know you are not a failure. You are not your circumstances. You can rise above anything that you face and to let you know that it will not be easy. But you're able to do it and you are able to push through it. I have to tell myself this constantly. I feel so misunderstood and it's okay because I know that I was made this way and this journey is going to have me to be misunderstood. But a lot of times I'm I'm lonely and I don't have anyone to talk to. And there are so many things that I have to get off of my mind and off of my chest. And I'm like, no one understands. Everyone that I'm speaking to, they will probably say, you can pray about it. Jesus is going to fix it. And you know what? I love God with all of my heart. I believe in a higher power. I also believe that sometimes we need to be able to communicate better as a culture. So don't just tell me Jesus will fix my problem. Tell me. You know what? At one point, Portia, I was going through this, this and this. And do you know what I did to get out of it? Do you know how I overcame? Do you know how I pushed through? Tell me those stories. Give me some insight on how I can try to level up because that's what it's about. If you don't level up, you will be left behind. I know I was kind of all over the place with this podcast today. This episode was, a, it was all over the place. You may or may not hear it, but if you hear it, with all the points that I made, I want you to take away to love your child if you have them. If you don't have them, that's fine, you know. If you are looking to have them, have them with the right person, that no matter your status as parents, you will do the best that you can do to raise them, encourage them, and guide them. And also women, men, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't let you fearing someone's judgment and what they're going to say keep you from being vulnerable. If you cannot be vulnerable with a person, be vulnerable with yourself. If you can't be vulnerable with a family member, find an associate or find a professional that you can just get your thoughts out and try to make sense of things. Because a lot of us have been through so much and a lot of us go through these things alone and people have no idea you don't have to be alone you can speak with someone and you will be okay again my name is Portia Shirell on Facebook IG, XO, author of your dreams I just want to be your next favorite good morning um it's really early here Well, it's not really early. Um, It's about 7 a.m. on the East Coast. Good morning to you guys, whether it's um, evening, morning, afternoon. I thank you for listening. This is not my sexy voice, I promise you. Um, It's early, but I have a few things on my mind, and I want to articulate them correctly. So, I'm just going to speak slow and kind of let things flow um thank you for listening this is Portia Shirell and the Resilient Rail podcast I always want to thank you so much for your support because you do not have to listen you do not have to stream um so I definitely thank you guys for supporting me continuously and I hope this thing grows bigger and bigger You know, you get to a point in life where not only is change happening, but transition is inevitable. So you know, throughout life, I mean, life is constantly changing from the time we are born until the time we perish. Our life is filled with constant change. Now, some of us handle change better than others. Um, Some of us handle transitions better than others. Um, When I was younger, I never liked change. Like change. Excuse me. I like for things to stay the same because they were very comforting when they stayed the same um that's because you know I went to many different schools we moved around a lot um we stayed in many different homes so change became like this um I hate to say a place of turmoil for me but it made me really uncomfortable even from my youth because I was so tired of readjusting, 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 new home, maybe living with different people, new school, new classmates. Um, And I'm sure my mom couldn't help it. And I know she did the best that she could with what she had, but this is just how it affected me. A lot of times, children are casualties of a life that they did not ask to be a part of. So things affect us and though we love our parents and we should cherish them and honor them sometimes when you as you grow older and you begin to notice these toxic traits and you are trying to heal from things it points back to your childhood i think we all learn that even if you just took like a basic psychology class we learned that a lot of things um As adults, they derive from our childhood. So I've never, like, changed. Um, Even as an adult, um, I dealt with separation anxiety because, okay, uh, my mom was a single parent. Our father figures were our uncles who were very close in age to us. I think my oldest uncle, my mom's brother, is maybe maybe seven years older than me at the most seven or eight years older than me i believe um so they were our father figures but they were really young and they were doing what a lot of the young guys in our area did um they you know they were in the streets they were hustling um that's what they knew so sometimes we would just go to school and then once we came home from school, they would no longer be there. Um, and it's because they, um, you know, probably had been arrested or had got into some trouble. So, again, at a very young age, I began to not like to separate. And it gave me anxiety. Um, this would play into my relationships as I became older because I would want people to stay. So even if maybe it was um, I found that I didn't like this person or um, I found that it wasn't even not liking the person, the person may not have been the best choice for me. I didn't want to leave. I needed that security blanket there that comfort um I became very codependent on whoever my partner was and so it gave I'm guessing now that I'm thinking about it and I say it it gives that other party more power um this even came to play in some of my friendships you know um as a young child um my mom, she had two daughters, so up until we were probably maybe six and seven, it was just the two of us. So within those six or seven years, we experienced a lot, a lot of trauma in a little bit of time. From mute, from moving um, to um, my younger sister, we have different dads. Her dad was murdered by um, our local police department to my um younger sister who um you know my mom did eventually marry her dad. We all three of us have different dads, okay? That's a circus within itself. He was um abusive and he um, molested my me and my sister, okay, um at a very young age. So we felt very insecure and we felt not protected by our mom who can you trust I didn't have a dad Um, my dad he wasn't in my life still not in my life though he's living Um, my sister's my middle sister her dad had died and then the next guy that came in he was abusive and he was a molester Um, he eventually died as well he was killed as well So, you know, this is... By the time we are 10... By the time we were 10, we had been through so much. It only brings tears to my eyes now because... One, I have a daughter, and she's three. And I can't imagine her. I would never want her to go through a lot of the things that I've been through. Um. It's the reason why um, I try to be so kind and loving and understanding is because I know how it feels to, to not belong, to have questions that are never answered, to be um, taken advantage of and to be left alone. I know how it feels and I know God wouldn't let certain things happen if it wasn't meant for me to overcome these things and to help someone else and to encourage someone else. So by the age of 10, we have went through so much and as i became an adult these things began to manifest and they came out in a lot of different um horrible ways i always felt like i was able to handle it better than my middle sister um things hit her so hard like they hit me hard but it's like they would hit her harder. And I felt for a long time like, okay, I'm just stronger than her. I can deal with this better than her. I don't have to do that. And that got me to a place to where I was so independent. I didn't really need, I made myself independent because I didn't want to have to depend on anyone So I to be disappointed. So, even as a um, teenager, you know, you know, my mom didn't make a lot of money. Um, As we grew a little bit older, she was able to get us in a better position. And um, I remember having our first home to where I felt like it was our home, our house. Um, We moved there. It was like a three-bedroom home. And... um, It wasn't like the best area in the city, but it was a better area than where we were raised. And I knew my mom, again, was doing the best that she could with what she had. So having that stability is very important for us as children. But it's also very important for us as adults to have stability. When we have that stability in our life and we kind of know, okay, this is being taken care of. Um, This is what's going to happen. You know, you feel more secure. You have less anxiety, less stress because you feel like everything is okay. Children have to feel like that. And a lot of times because parents... You know, we, we may have children young. We may have them out of wedlock. We may be single parents. Different variables go into the equation, but a lot of times kids are, again, their casualties at this war of life. You know, they're just here. As children, none of us has to be here. You know, um, none of us asked to be here, but once we're here, We're here. And you have to be able to really, um, it's so important to self assess. With self assessing, you begin to notice those toxic traits. And when you start to really love yourself, because I didn't realize for so long, I really didn't love myself. I really was insecure i wasn't raised on love like we were surviving i wasn't raised to love myself necessarily you know and i was not raised to love a partner or a man i was raised to survive what can that god do for you financially not what can he do for your your mind What can he do for you you know emotionally even physically um i was just raised on survival you have to survive this life and i want to change that with my daughter um i don't want her to be a spoiled brat i just want her to live a fulfilling life where she thrives and she can be the best little person and eventually the best big person that she's able to be so you know um i mentioned you know her dad is not here unfortunately um due to incarceration not by choice so he does on his end being that um you know in jail now they have phones and email and text and video visits and all kind of things so um though it's not the best circumstance that is still her father and it's so important for me that she has that bond with her father now again like i mentioned i won't let it i won't let it come at the cost of my sanity but whatever little thing i can do to try to keep them having a relationship i will as long as it's good for my mental health as well i think um sometimes we in life as adults Taking control of your mental health means acknowledging triggers, cycles, um, and different things like that, that go into play that unfortunately shaped you into the person that you are. Um, within this past couple of weeks, I, I mean, like the things that I even just said about being hurt and having that separation anxiety and, you know, being codependent, a lot of that stuff. I would not have realized if I did not begin to self-access. So you have to really do that examination. And it's not going to be easy. And it's going to hurt and you're probably going to cry. Just try not to get angry. When you get angry, it's a different ball game. A lot of times we get mad, or I would find myself getting mad. Like, who would put their child through that? Why did I have to go through that? You know? Why? And we we are taught to never question what happens in our lives. Um, I've found unless you question some things, you will not understand. And they will continue to hurt you. So, you know, you may say, why did I have to go through that? And you know what? The simple question, the simple answer may be. It was your destiny. So that one day, years and years later, you're able to help someone else and you can empathize with them and you can relate to them and they'll be able to um, sense. Your sincerity. Um, you'll be able to be vulnerable, and um, and it's your it's your gift. Sometimes the most beautiful things can come from the most damaged past and history. I'm going to wrap up here. Um, Sometimes, like I tell you guys, I'm not sure if it's going to be published sometimes until I publish them. But when I have things to say, I like to go ahead and just get it off my chest. And um, as always, you can follow me, Portia Sherelle, on Facebook. I am a personal development advisor. It's P-O-R-T-I-A-C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E. My IG is XO, Author of Your Dreams. And I just want to be your next favorite. You guys have a good one.